Nothing But The Words, episode number four. Decide what kind of book to write to grow your business, get visibility, or spread your message. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candice L. Davis. Welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what kind of book you should be writing. A lot of people have a multitude of book ideas and they're not sure which one to write first, or they kind of know what they want to write about, but they're not sure if that should be in the form of a memoir or a how-to book or what the heck. So we're going to talk about exactly how to make that choice today. If you're writing fiction, this won't necessarily apply to you. It might in some ways if you pay strict attention and use it creative to, creatively. But if you're writing any kind of nonfiction, this episode is an important one, even if you don't have a business yet. So I know I said this is if you want to grow your business, get visibility or spread your message. But it doesn't matter if you don't have a business yet, because once you become an author, you will be an entrepreneur. By definition, you will have a product to sell and your book will be that product. Before we dive into today's topic, I wanna share with you one of the most valuable lessons I have learned about productivity and time management, and that has been for me as someone who runs her own business from her home office and have for many years, a huge struggle. I'm not that person who just sits down and chops it off from nine to five every day and never has a problem sitting at the laptop. There've been times when I've been super productive and there are times when certain tools work better than others, but I've always been in search of smarter ways to be productive and use my time. So recently I attended a conference here in the city where I live, which is Atlanta, Georgia. And I've been to a lot of conferences. This I'm recording this in November of 2019. And throughout this year, I've been to a lot of conferences, both in Atlanta and out of state. Um, I've spoken at some conferences. I've been an attendee at some conferences. I was looking forward to just showing up to this one and not having to be concerned with taking the stage, just being there to learn and absorb and connect with people. And I've been invited by a friend who I love spending time with, and we don't live close to each other. And I was looking forward to spending time with her. Well, a couple of days before the event, she messaged me to say that she would not be able to make it. I was sad because <laughs> I really like hanging out with her, but I understood she had something else going on and couldn't make it. And I was still looking forward to it. I was also looking forward to the fact that often when I attend conferences, even in my hometown, I will go and stay in a hotel because there's so much after hours networking and gathering and fun and everything else. But I was just too burnt out from conferences and couldn't do it. So I was going to be staying in my own home in my own bed, which was wonderful. So I decided it was no problem. I would get up and drive to the conference. I got there on Saturday morning and almost from the moment I arrived, I knew it was not the conference for me. It was just not for me. Maybe there were some of my people there, but they weren't in my people mode. <laughs> the content of the conference was more inspirational and motivational and sort of high level and a little bit fluffy. And that's not what I need right now. I need grit, something I can put my teeth in. Now you can mix in some mindset stuff that's always good. You can mix in some life coaching information that's always great. I have a life coach, so I respect that. I pay money for it because I believe in it. Um, you can mix in some of the fun things, right? But 
I sat through maybe six speakers and I felt like I was getting all the gravy and none of the meat. Sorry, I don't mean to offend any vegans out there. Um, but that's what I felt like. I felt like I was not getting substance. I was not getting fed. So when we reached the 90 minute lunch period, I looked around the hotel. I looked around at the hotel restaurant and the restaurants that were nearby. And I made the decision to go home. I got in my car. I drove to one of my favorite restaurants. I actually called in an order on my way there so I could grab it and go home and get to work because I also had other work I could be doing. So I made the decision that rather than stay at the conference, which I had paid money for, I would go home and do another module for my short books, big results program. And that program is for authors who want to write a book to grow their business, get more visibility, everything we're talking about today. And it's important to me. I love that program. And I had thought of a new module I wanted to include. And so I wanted to go home and record it instead of sitting through a conference where I just really felt like I didn't belong there. It wasn't my group and it wasn't my information that I needed at that time. Could I have gotten a nugget or two if I had stayed? Probably, maybe within if I'd stayed and, and come back on Sunday, but I didn't go on Sunday either. On Sunday, I got up and went to my favorite coffee shop and I just worked there. And I could have driven to the conference, but what I have learned, it's almost like when I was younger, I used to think if you started reading a book, you really needed to finish it. And so I suffered through some bad books. And at some point I made the decision that it just wasn't worth my time. There are too many great books out there to read. So I'm just going to say no to the bad books. It doesn't matter how far I am into them. It doesn't matter how much time I've invested. And there's there's a, uh, an economic term called sunk cost fallacy, which you can look up. I'll put a link in the show notes that will explain more about why just saying, well, we have to continue down this path because we've already spent time and money usually will not serve you well. But that's one of the things I've learned about time management productivity. If you can look at the things on your schedule that are not serving you well, you're doing them out of a sense of obligation or because you've spent the money or because you've already invested X amount of time and to stop doing it now would feel like you were wasting the time you've already invested Take a look at your schedule because most of us have something like that on our schedules. And most of us can either let go of those things temporarily or permanently to have time to actually write your book. So that's my lesson on productivity and time management. If you think you don't have time to write a book, take a look at your, a look at your schedule and see what things are there where you, that are really time wasters. They're not serving you in any way, shape or form. And they're not serving other people in the way that you would want, right? So if you're spending time visiting your grandmother, I don't consider that wasted time. You're serving her, even if it's not always a pleasure for you. I hope it is. I love my grandparents. So at any rate, that's my lesson on productivity and time management. Now I want to jump into why and how you need to decide what kind of book you can write to grow your business, get visibility, or spread your message. And by what kind of book, I mean, what genre? Where would you find it in the bookstore? So are you writing a memoir? Are you writing a personal memoir or a professional memoir? Are you writing a how-to book? Are you writing a subject matter exploration or a subject matter breakdown? Those are the more common types of books that people write to grow their business or to get visibility or to get their message out to the world. So how do you know which kind you should write? Well, first of all, I wanna be clear that there, I wanna say there is no wrong answer, but some answers are better than others <laughs> depending on your circumstances. And here's why. I have seen people 
take books that had absolutely nothing to do with what they were doing at the moment and use those books to get a plat- build a platform for themselves, to get speaking engagements where they talked about something totally different because they had pivoted their business, but they used the original book on topic A to land speaking engagements on topic B. So you, you really shouldn't beat yourself up too much over what genre you're going to write in. Now, some genres will serve you and your readers better than others, depending on what you actually want your book to do for you and for your readers. So how do you decide, well, Candace, what kind of book do you think I should be writing then? It's not up to me, it's up to you. And the easy way to decide is to ask yourself some questions about the purpose your book serves. So we talked about this a little bit in episode three, when we talked about your one perfect reader. But you're going to ask yourself three questions. The first question is, what do I want my book to do for me? Now, a lot of people struggle to answer that question because they haven't thought of it that way. They've just thought that they really want to get a story out. They've just thought that they know the story can help other people or they have a specific set of knowledge that can help other people and they want to get it out to the world so they can be of service, right? But your book is an investment of time and money and it should serve you in some way. So I want you to consider how you want your book to serve you. Do you want to use your book to land speaking engagements, to start a coaching practice or a consulting practice, to be able to raise your fees by demonstrating your expertise on the page, being able to tell people I actually charge more money and you can see here why. Or as one of my clients did, do you wanna use your book to get yourself promoted to higher levels or to land better jobs in corporate America? Do you want to use your book as a platform to start a new business or even a nonprofit? And I hesitate to say that because I've, I've found so many people who wanna start nonprofits and that's a whole, um, rabbit hole we could go down, but I just caution you when you're, if you're thinking in that area to really do some deep research, if you haven't already established a secure financial footing for yourself. So what do you want your book to do for you? That is an important question to ask yourself. And there are a couple of reasons why. If, for example, you really have your heart set on becoming the, the, the country's most sought after weight loss coach, then you probably want to write a how-to book. However, if you have had an interesting, dramatic, engaging weight loss journey of your own, or if you have had an interesting, dramatic, engaging career as a weight loss coach, you could potentially write a memoir or a professional memoir about those experiences and still use it to position yourself as America's favorite weight loss coach. You have to start by deciding what you want the book to do for you. And then you look at which of these genres would serve me more. Which of these do I feel most called to write, right? Which one feels good? Because if you don't want to write it, you're probably not going to write it. The second question to ask yourself is what do I want my book to do for my readers? So that one perfect reader profile that I showed you how to create in episode number three will help you figure out what your reader wants, right? So you can't, you can say, well, I want my book to do X for readers, but if your readers aren't interested in X, that's kind of wasted. So you want to know what your readers' goals are and what your readers' problems are that you might be able to help them achieve or solve, right? Achieve the goals or solve the problems. And then think about how you want the book to serve your reader in a bigger level. Will it entertain her? Will it enlighten her? Educate, encourage, inspire? What do you want your book to do? Memoirs tend to be 
inspiring or encouraging. And they can also be enlightening, entertaining, because sometimes even the saddest memoir, you know, sometimes being sad is part of our entertainment factor. Think about all the, the sad movies we watch. So figure out what your primary goal is, though, for your reader. Is it to help her solve a problem? Is it to help him to achieve a goal? That primary goal for the reader could be the deciding factor in what kind of book you write. Because if you really want to teach people, for example, I don't know, how to master social media for their business, then you got to write a how-to book. A memoir is probably not going to give them the step-by-step that they need to accomplish something like that. However, if you want to teach people how to survive and overcome adversity, and you've demonstrated that in your life, or how to achieve big goals, and you've demonstrated that in your life, a memoir could teach them that. Now, many of my clients have decided that they want to do a little bit of both. They really want to teach people things and share their strategies and the the things that they've used to create success in their lives or the things that they've used to overcome challenges in their lives. But it's also really important to to them to tell their story. And often these clients are speakers. And so they tell their story from the stage a lot. So they're comfortable sharing their story. They feel good about sharing their story. They've noticed how their story helps them to relate, helps people to relate to them, helps the audience connect with them. They really want to tell their story, but they also have some strategies that they want to share. Those people will often write a hybrid memoir and how-to book, and it will lean heavily on elements of memoir and then have additionally elements of how-to exercises or activities or strategies that they're giving to the reader. So you get to decide what your primary goal for the book is for you, what your primary goal is for your book, for your um, for your readers, particularly your one perfect reader, the person you know wants that book, right? So then the third question to ask is, what's the best kind of book that can do both of these things for me? Is it a memoir? Is it a how-to book? Is it a subject matter breakdown? Is it a hybrid? Is it something else? And maybe something else entirely. But those four are the most common that you would use to grow your business or to start a business, to build your platform, to get more visibility in whatever it is that you do, to get more visibility for your message. Maybe it's not about you, but it's about a message that you're trying to share and get out to the world. So your action step for today is to answer those three questions. What do I want my book to do for me? And I ask that question first because I I do believe this is a moment for you to be self-focused before you jump into something that requires this commitment of time, several weeks or months, for some people years, hopefully not in this case, in your case, but several weeks or months of your life committed to writing a book in addition to the money that you spend to self-publish or even if you go the traditional publishing route, the time and effort that you spend in securing an agent and then securing um, a publisher for your book, you really want the book to serve you in some way. It is not a, a, it's not, there's a humility to saying, I, oh, I don't care what it does for me. I'm just concerned about my readers. But that's not the reality that we live with, right? That's something that you should have something come back to you from all the time effort, energy, creativity, and thought that you invest in writing your book. So what do I want my book to do for me is the first question you'll answer. The next question is, what do I want my book to do for my readers? And you can make a list of things under each of these, but highlight the one or two goals you have that are the most important, the primary goals for yourself and the primary goals for your reader. And then what kind of book will do both of these things for me? Remember, there is 
there is really no wrong answer. Some books might be might take more effort on your part to get them to serve you in the right way and get them to serve your reader in the right way. However, the book that you feel is going to really work for you, if you decide, well, a memoir would probably be the best way for me to do this, but I am not comfortable sharing that much of my personal life, guess what? You don't have to write a memoir. You could do it another, another way. You could do it with a subject matter expert book where you break down a subject and really explain it thoroughly, or you could do it with a how-to book. So answer those three questions. What do I want my book to do for me? What do I want my book to do for my reader? What kind of book will do both? And then choose a genre for your book. And I would highly suggest you look first at memoir, how-to, subject matter breakdown, and or a hybrid of two of those. That will help you to decide how to organize your content, what kind of content to put in, what kind of content to leave out of your book. Maybe there are some things that will go in a later book or that you'll never share in a book at all, but you want to decide based on your goals what to put in and what to leave out. You can always choose a different genre for your next book, but choose one genre for this book and stick with it. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author, Coach Candice L. Davis. And if you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts.